Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. If you would meet me in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 28, continuing our Easter conversation, I want to continue with never again, never again, never again. That needs to be your posture. That needs to be your mindset. Never again, never, ever again, never again. Matthew 28, verse number one, it says these words. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, that being Sunday, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake or a great shaking, a great unsettling of the status quo. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye. For I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. Verse 6, he is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lie, or the, where the word Lord lay. And the subject I want to share with you in these few, few, very brief moments tonight, never again. As I was looking at the Easter summations in scripture uh, uh, leading up to this past Sunday, I saw messaging. I saw lessons that our Lord wanted us to take away from everything that happened in the scripture. Uh, so excited, looking forward to preaching next Easter, to be honest, and got some things that I'm going to continue on in Easter and, and all the scripture texts surrounding it. But one of the lessons that the Lord wanted us to remember, right? Because the reason that Christ came, we were bound in a cave. Each and every one of us were bound in a cave and placed in a cave. Sin was limiting our opportunities. And it's not the sin that we've created but the sin that was created at the beginning, Adam and Eve, when they fell from the graces of God in the garden of Gethsemane. God made a very profound statement. He said, I've given you everything else in this world, but there's a tree of forbidden fruit. I forbid you from touching it. And theologically, it's called the fall of man. And that's when man fell and became subject to the bondages of sin 
and the bondages of the sin master Satan himself. And throughout history from creation in the Garden of Eden up until the crucifixion of Christ, sin dominated man. And because of sin, man had tremendous limitations placed on him and her. Mankind, male and female, had tremendous limitations, but yet we had been granted outstanding promises in the scriptures. And so God said, I am ready for my people to break free from the hindrances of sin so that the opportunities that I've created for them can be realized and a strong reality in their lives. And so God gave his son and the son gave his life. And when Christ gave his life at Calvary, that passage in John 19 says, and when he was scourged, but that little bitty word has so much meaning. He was scourged for us. Scourged means that in order to beat sin, Christ had to be beat up. I'm going to say that again. In order to defeat sin, Christ had to be abused and brutally dealt with because he was the sacrifice. In the Old Testament system of scripture, it talks about different levels of sacrifice. A turtle dove, rams, et cetera, et cetera have to take place in order for the sacrifice of sin. It also talks about the shedding of blood. And unless there's shedding of blood, there's not a New Testament established or a new directive. And so when Christ's blood was shed, it had to be shed in order for the penalty and the price of sin to be paid and the institution of what we know as the New Testament. And so they made sure that Christ shed his blood. They took that whip and that whip, you know, it was beaded together, then long pieces of leather. And if you can imagine a ball, well, it was really a lead ball and lead is very heavy. And then they had jagged edges on that lead ball. Then within that whip, there were fragments of sharp bone and sharp metal, so that every time they whipped Jesus's back, his back was literally ripped to shreds. It went beyond the white meat. It exposed his lungs, it exposed his spine, it exposed his, his kidneys, it exposed his arteries, and Jesus bled profusely from Calvary's cross. He bled like a lamb that was sacrificed at Passover because Jesus wanted us, Father wanted us, the Holy Spirit wanted us to be free once and for all. And so when Christ was mercifully brutalized, that was so we could be free from sin which takes us now to the book of St. Matthew 28, where it says, an earthquake came. The message is the earth only had to quake one time. The price had been paid at Calvary. Now the opportunity would be opened up to men and women 
for eternity. The opportunity for life has been given to us. Early that Sunday morning, God sent an angel to say enough is enough. This stone that was rolled in front of the tomb was more like a big round disc. And that disc weighed over 2000 pounds. And there was no way a human being could roll that disc out of the way. Before you accepted Christ as your savior, you may have felt like you were boxed in, like opportunities were limited. But I say to you that that stone was put in place so that the devil could not defeat you while you were vulnerable. He could not attack you when your guard was down. And so God had to strengthen you and protect you because if the devil, and I, you don't have to say amen because I know I'm right. If the devil would have gotten a hold to most of us, if not all of us, when we were at our weakened condition, there ain't no telling what would have happened. Some would have taken their life. Some would have taken somebody else's life. Some would have been in jail and prison. Some would have been abused and misused. Some would have been strung out on alcohol and drugs. Some would have had a nervous breakdown. Some would have lost their mind. Some would have done something that they've regretted doing. But praise be to God, the Lord allowed the stone to be in place so that we could be protected by the almighty God. If you know that God had you protected, and if you know that if the devil would have gotten a hold of you back in the day, you wouldn't be anywhere near where you are at now. But praise be to God that God kept the devil off of our back. He kept the demons from defeating us. And I want to declare it is time to live. It's time to come out of that cave. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to come out of, amen, failure. It's time to come out of fear. It's time to come out of disappointment. It's time for you to become what God rolled the stone away for. He rolled the stone away so that you could be free once and for all. And that's what I want to let everybody know that we have been set free. Those who the son have set free, we are free indeed. And the devil knows we've been freed and there's nothing he can do to get us to go back in that tomb again. There's nothing he can do to roll the stone back in place to lock us up and lock us in. But what he does he presents opportunities for us to walk back into the tomb and for us to put a stone in front of the tomb and for us to stop living. The devil is a liar and a deceiver. Never again. You've got to make up in your mind. I'm never going to allow circumstances to let me self walk my way back into that tomb. I'm never going to allow the difficulty of relationships to cause me to lock myself self up in the tomb. That's what the devil wants you to do because he can't lock you up no more because God broke his power. But what he can do is mess with your mind, mess with your circumstances until you give up and walk back in the tomb and not just walk back in the tomb, but roll another stone in its place 
But I want to let somebody know today that you've got more than enough power, even in your weakest point. That's when Christ said, when you are weak, then that's when I am my strongest in you. And I want you all to accept and to walk and to live in the fact never again. Somebody needs to just keep saying, matter of fact, everybody, because see, I know you're going through something right now that's trying to shut you down. I know you're going through something right now that's trying to make you doubt God. I know you're going through something right now that has you thinking thoughts you never thought you'd think again. But I need you to get yourself together. I can't get you together. Your spouse can't get you together. Your friends can't get you together. You got to get yourself together. And you begin to get yourself together by speaking life over your own life. Just begin to declare and to decree over your life never again, never again, never again. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53. Everything Jesus went through for us was human. Every pain was human. There was nothing superhuman about nothing. It says, and behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear or cut off his ear. Then Jesus said unto him, put up again thy sword into his place for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. What Jesus did is took the mistake that Peter made. Watch this. When he cut the man's ear off, you know the man's ear fell in the dirt. And Jesus reached down and in one smooth movement, picked that man's ear up, sterilized his ear, and put it back on his head and healed him instantly. He didn't give him no antibiotics. He didn't wash the ear off to get the dirt off. He just picked it up and put it back together again. If you've cut off portion of your relationship with our Lord and the devil's telling you of the mistake that you've made, or the devil is telling you that you'll never be able to put back together what you've messed up. And in most cases, when you're trying to put back together what you've messed up, you're embracing the mistakes of your past. I want to suggest to us that we stop embracing the mistakes of our past. That's why Jesus went to Calvary and he died on Calvary's cross so that the mistakes of our past could not haunt us. But the memory of what you've done, and I want to tell you something else, you ain't got no business telling folks what you've done because humans can't handle what you've done. But if Jesus could pick up that man's ear and in one smooth movement, put it back in place so all of the cells connected where they needed, all the blood vessels connected like they needed, so all the hearing was put back in place. It was a perfect restoration. The message there is, whatever we've messed up, the Lord can put it back together in perfect restoration. It does not matter what you've done. If you need to be perfectly put back together, our Lord is in a position to perfectly. I know y'all, there's stuff that's trying to stop you from embracing the miracle that God wants to make out of your life. Somebody tonight has gotten something that's reminding you of fact that you're not qualified to move forward. And when you don't move where God wants you to move, you're taking another step of getting back in that tomb. And you need to understand never again. I'm not going to let people put me back in that tomb. I'm not going to let any circumstance put me back in that tomb. I'm not going to let what people know about me put me back in that tomb. And watch this next one. 
I'm not going to allow myself to put me back in that tomb. And when this stuff comes up again and your past tries to haunt you, you need to release these words over your life. Never again. Mm -mm. Satan, you a lie. Never again. The old saints used to say some things that I'm, that I'm finding out are so powerful. They would say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you now. Y'all, I'm going to encourage y'all to pick that up because there was power in that statement. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you now. Begin to rehearse that over your life when the enemy tries to bring things back. Then there was another one the old saints would say. They just say, loose here. They were talking to nobody but to Satan. They said, loose, loose my mind. Loose my thoughts. Loose my memory. Loose me now. I command you to loose me now in the name of Jesus. But I need y'all to know how serious Jesus was about paying the price to set us free. Never again, never in that same 26th chapter and the 53rd verse. Listen what Jesus said. He said, hold on, hold, hold on. I need y'all to know I'm going through all this because it was like, if you, Jesus, save yourself. In verse 53, he says, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. He said, I want y'all to know I can shut y'all down now. He said, but I got to go through this. He said, so I got to go through what I'm going through. What I got to do right now is call the father and he will send over 12 legions of angels and a legion is 6,000. So he said, I've got the power. When you multiply 12 times six, that's 72. So I got the power to call at a moment's notice in my prayer over 72,000 angels to stop this crucifixion. But he said, I'm not going to do it because there's going to be some saints fighting for their life and they're going to subject themselves to a message that I'm going to give Bishop Dennis McMurray to declare in their mind and in their hearts, and in their spirits, never again. And so I want you to know that Jesus did not call up over 72,000 angels to come and rescue him from the pain and devastation of Calvary because he wanted to make sure never again no one else entered into that tomb to be defeated by the attacks of the enemy. Never again. Jesus wanted us to realize what he did for us. Go with me to John, the 10th chapter. I pray this is blessing somebody. So I need y'all to understand what empowers you and gives you the right to say never again. We're not, we're not just saying this in an empty manner. When we say never again, it's supported by scripture and it's supported by the pain of Jesus. Verse 17, therefore does my father love me. Why? because I lay down my life that I might take it again. You hear that? Jesus was put to the ultimate test. He was facing death and facing the most cruel experience of life, and he passed the test. There's another message there, and that message is, regardless of how hard the test is that you're going through, don't withdraw and run and escape from the test. Because you've heard this, tests make testimonies. And Jesus says, therefore does my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. 
He laid down his life. Y'all, he had the choice of choosing over 72,000 angels to come and rescue him and to destroy all of the people that were trying to kill him. But he says, I must die. Jesus said, I can't be selfish. I got to take this pain. And so I need you all to know the pain that the enemy is trying to reintroduce you to. There's no need to embrace that pain again because Jesus took it. He owned it. He settled it. That doesn't mean that pain won't present itself, but we don't have to give in to the pain. We can call on the name of Jesus because at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Y'all, Jesus put any pain under his feet. And when we call on the name, have you been crying on the pain? Have you been victimized by the depression of the pain? Or have you been calling on the name of Jesus in the pain? I would suggest to you that we ain't been calling on the name of Jesus at the level and the magnitude we should. And it's not about hollering it. It's not about shouting it. It's about doing it. And the thing you're supposed to do is the hardest thing to do when you're in the midst of the pain, when you're looking that cave in the face again. You're looking at the stone to the left and the cave in front and the circumstance to your right and hear the things coming at you from the rear and all you got in front of you to protect you is a simple name called J-E-S-U-S. But there's power in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Whatever you need tonight is in the name of Jesus. I encourage you where you're at right now, just shout Jesus. And so that's why Jesus sums it up to let us know why he hung in there for us. Verse 18 says, I want y'all to know something. As gruesome and cruel as Calvary was, he said, no man taketh my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. Jesus said, I'm going to lay down. Woo! So you can stay up, so you can get up and stay up. I want to remind y'all that Jesus laid down so that we could get up and stay up. And listen to what he said. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received of my father. And so he knew he couldn't pick it back up until it was finished. And that's why y'all, woo, we have recorded in the gospels when, woo, when he was at Calvary's cross and the blood was running out of his body and the pain was unbearable. He just looked to the heavens and said, it is finished. And he dropped his head, gave up the ghost. He died to set us free. And from 12 o'clock noon to three o'clock in the afternoon, there was total darkness in Israel. And First Lady and I can attest to it that that 12 o'clock noon sun in Israel is the most brightest and the most brilliant sun that you ever want to experience. But it was the blackest of black because Jesus was taking our sins so that we never have to go back in the tomb so that no one could ever roll anything in front of our lives 
to shut us down. And so I want to say to you all, you need to have a new battle cry. And that battle cry needs to be never again. I don't care what it is, never again. It doesn't matter who it is, never again. It might be your mama, never again. May be your daddy, never again. May be your siblings, never again. It may be circumstances, never again. It may be you, never, 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 ever again. Can you lift your hands in the presence of the Lord now and just say never again, never again. Just meditate that quietly to yourself with your eyes closed. In the name of Jesus, never again. Just begin releasing that over your life. I pray that you have been encouraged by our time. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God We welcome you to join us, our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word, and until next time, walk in victory.